Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The award-winning Crunch Time. Couldn't handle it first time. Gets it back. Gave it up just in time. And Charlie Dixon back in. Back amongst the goals. It took 35 seconds and Potter on the board. Lob numbers against Waitman underneath. Swings through his third. Lob brought it down. Silver service. And Waitman thanked him for it. Got it up towards Wines. Couldn't quite get away with it. Trelaw got the handball and kicked the goal. And Rioli was just standing at the back. Hand pass to Finlayson who casually swings it in from the boundary. And Port come up with the answer. And McRae's mark 40 out. This and they're the- back in this game. In he skips. Gets a little closer than that. I think he's got enough on it. I think he's got enough on it. And the dogs are alive. Kicks for Rioli. One on one deep. Tumbles to ground with his opponent Duray. Ball loose underneath. Liam Jones slapped it away. Horn Francis onto oh. it. Busted away. Steady, straighten and go! What a touch of class from Jason Horn Francis. All manner of streaks kept intact tonight. It's Ken's 10 from untenable to unbeatable. Port Adelaide take the dogs for the second time this season. The margin, 22 points. It's, it's hard to answer long term whether it's the best we've been in, but I think there's certainly great belief and it's growing. It's not going away, it's getting stronger and the boys are getting they're getting um, ample examples of what it looks like. Port Adelaide maintains the rage and the streaks. Track specialists at Marvel and in the best form of Kenny's days. The power further their case at the top of the ladder. In the dying moments of the game. The game sits with a St Kilda sub. Cooper Sharman straight through the middle. St Kilda sink the Swans late. To the players, we sent them away for six days. We didn't change what we had planned and come back, delivered what we call a sharp review, but a brief review. And I don't know, the truth sets you free, right? So we, we just said, here it is. And I went, yeah, processed it. And then we had a really good week on the track. St Kilda breaks its Sydney hoodoo in a critical win after the bye. The Swans condemned to another narrow SCG loss, leaving them buried deep in the pack. Yeah, I didn't assess it. Everyone's come to me with it. We're unwavering on process in and outside the club, so they can go through the channels and, and make an assessment. Clearly, that part of the game's challenging for everyone. I'd be really concerned with the game's going if he gets rubbed mm-hmm. out for that tackle. I'd be horrified. I mean, he, he steps inside, he turns side on, so he's not going to keep his balance. You've got a little bloke tackling a bloke that's six foot five. He makes the tackle. Momentum takes him to ground. He's got no option here. I don't know. I think if you ask him to do anything other than what he did, it's impossible. Come on, what, what is he supposed to do? I think well, he tried to, his duty of care here. He tried to he, turn, he, didn't he's he got go? momentum, yeah. he tried to let go. Yeah. When you chase from behind with that level of momentum, the physics tell you where they're going. Mm. I mean, that's not someone trying to knock someone out, that's just physics. And it probably should be the, um, you know, the civil test, you know, the balance of probabilities, uh, 51%. Uh, 
didn't look like he was trying to hurt him. And I, uh, I think it, it's okay because there's accidents in sport. And the next blazing controversy set it on the dangerous tackle and everyone has a theory. In a contentious year, Dan Butler's Tuesday night tribunal hearing shapes as the biggest so far. This is the round 13 edition of Crunch Time. Port Adelaide and St Kilda are winners so far in round 13. It's a beautiful winter's day in Melbourne. Clear blue skies as the Brisbane Lions are going to test their credentials at the home of football. They'll do so against Hawthorne. And then this venue is going to host two rippers with huge crowds tomorrow night. Carlton trying to bury some of their nerves against Essendon, ancient rivals, and then the King's birthday Monday. Big Freeze nine, followed by the top end encounter, Collingwood and Melbourne. Jared Waitley with you for crunch time. Luke Hodge is with me. Hello, Hodgey. Morning, Jared. What did uh, you think last night? Well, I thought it was a lot more exciting than Thursday night. I'm not going to lie. I, I did watch Thursday night to uh, to see Bud's 350th, which was good for a bit, and then very painful. I flicked it over to the cricket very quickly. But last <laughs> night was great. Ten goals in the first quarter, and Port Adelaide they they were tested a few times by the Western Bulldogs, but. As you said, they got the 10 in a row and look, they're, they're looking very good. Dermot Burton, well, he was on duty on Thursday night. So while we had a telly on the cricket, we were sort of vaguely condemned to stay with the footy, <laughs> weren't we, Dermot? <laughs> we were. Uh, yeah, look, it, it, it was great to see Buddy do what he did. But I, I don't think Sydney Swans are going to bluff too many people from here in. They are where they are on the ladder for a reason. They're not a tremendously good team at the moment. Last night... I think we're at the concern stage now for the doggies. In a, in a week which we saw the Iron Sheik pass away, and to use a wrestling terminology, a heel is the bad guy who the superstars beat. I think the Bulldogs are the ultimate heel. They, they are a goodish team, better than average, which is middle of the ladder, but the really good guys are going to beat them frequently. They put the good guys over. Yeah, mm. correct. That's when they you put know. Them over. Yeah. <laughs> you're beating the bulldogs. Which is that's different. When you know. Which is different from a jobber who goes out there <laughs> yes. and never wins. Which is a harder job because they have to make the crowd feel like they've got a chance. So there's a bit of doubt whether the uh, the star, the face, can uh, get the win. Unlike yeah. where we've started here. Crunch time <laughs> is for the Berwick Motor Group. Visit Berwick GWM Havel and test drive the GWM Canon CC, part of the Berwick Motor Group and Ozito, powering DIYs all day, every day at Bunnings. Sam Edmonds, a critical part of our quartet today. He's buried in... Huh. MRO findings and tribunal hearings of the past and trying to marry it all together, studying vision in all sorts of different directions. Hello mm. to you, Sam. Morning to you all, Jared. You know, the mid-season is the cue for a lot of things. The buy-rounds, of course, player movement meetings, a true assessment of where clubs are at, and we heard that from Luke Beveridge last night. But what it isn't, seemingly, is a changing of the timeline on Ken's contract. In fact, the question wasn't even complete last night when Ken shot back, August... August. <laughs> August. Nothing changes. It was so good. I loved it. And, you know, my kids were big Ben 10 fans, and you touched on this in the aftermath last night. It's now Ken 10. So it's just the narrative's beautiful going forward, isn't it? Gosh, he's got spare time on his hands. He does. So now he's got one more week and then the bye. He's suddenly free. Morning coffee and breakfast that he hasn't been able to have, stare out at the ocean and go, That's oh, it. do you know what? My guy's killing it. Get the renovation done. At the club, and then re-sign. Who came Kenny. out with Ken Ten? 
think Jared came up with that Did last night. With, so it's not who internal. I, 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 I hold concerns for people who gloat in the t- – like a young Wakeman last night. Uh, I think Dan Houston, he snapped a kick forward out of the back pocket and uh, Jamara marked it, turned around and kicked the goal. And Waitman was openly laughing into the face of Dan Houston. I've gone, oh, careful what you wish for, mm. son. And Especially moment, when they were three goals down or two correct. or three goals down. Did you see yeah. it? And I'm thinking, oh, there's a time and place, young young Waitman, but not now. Careful gloating <laughs> when you haven't got and the job done. There was a shush last night. But it came from Jeremy Finlayson, and it was yeah. backed up in the end. But I thought, oh, he's gone the shush. Got <laughs> another got one on afterwards all. too. Uh, so just tidy up the Bontempelli issue for nervy dogs fans at the start. Well, I'd love to be able to put them at ease, but I can't. I okay. can tell you put that them Michael, at ease. Michael Christian is looking at it no. as we speak. I can say that with absolute certainty. So at the close of business today. Only he would know whether Marcus Bontempelli, the dog skipper and Brownlow contender, is going to have a case to answer. But what I would say is he's clearly made contact with Dan Houston. He's a contact primarily to the shoulder, probably, I think. Having spoken to people around it, he was waiting for Dan Houston to pick up the ball. And when Dan fumbled the ball, there was a a split second of what do I do here? He doesn't bump for mine. He doesn't brace for mine. It is essentially a, a clattering of two bodies. How that is going to be interpreted by the MRO... We've got a few more hours to wait. I'll but put him at ease. There's no way he's getting suspended for that because he it's exactly what you said. He was expecting Houston to pick up the ball. Houston fumbled the ball and he hesitated to try and stop the contact. Yeah, and just because he's looking at it doesn't mean that there's going to be a case to answer. Yep. But I thought we I'll, might have been able to put a line through it this morning and we can't. I'll just put a line through it. We he's not getting suspended for that. <laughs> you said the same about Dan Butler, didn't you? I was wrong on that one. <laughs> <laughs> this one, Bont, Bont cannot... Go for that. No. Well, Con- contact was to the collarbone. That's, the doctor yeah. came out. I watched the assessment that they that they took, and I don't think the collarbone is not high contact. I'm with you. For the record, I'm with you. I just sticking to the facts. I would have loved to have been able to put a line through it for dogs fans listening this morning. The other one, I'll throw this up. I should have mentioned to you that Ollie Wines one where he hit his head on the boundary, and then the doctors reviewed it, went mm. out, spoke to Ollie Wines, and then the doctors like, okay, I, in my opinion, players never say that. It hurt or that he hit his head pretty hard. Yep. And for the fact that the doctor assessed it, ran out there and then didn't bring him off just for a five-minute assessment, is that going to be raised? Far beyond my field of expertise Come here. On, but Sammy. I did see your cameras capture the medicos debating it for quite a while when he was still out there. They'd chatted to him, they'd returned to the bench and that you could see them in heavy conversation amongst themselves. I don't know the things that go into but these But that's why of... you have club doctors. Yeah. I mean, you could have, which the AFL say they do now, have somebody sitting in a... a in arbitration, off the off the ground, a medical person who can oversee the match. That's why they don't go out there because the club doctor knows the player, knows when he's banging it on, knows his personality, knows completely what he's capable of. And he would have gone out there and thought, "Yep, there is no discernible change mm. in this man's demeanour, uh, um, his faculties, uh, suffering whatsoever." I, I can see now through just this preliminary, he's got an absolute and full, complete bill of health. I, yeah. I thought if there was any question, they had to bring him off. And what what would be spoken to the player? How are you feeling? Yeah, I'm good. Are you concussed? No, I'm fine. No player's going to say, I'm going to go off. Well, if you're feeling okay. But I always had the understanding that if they're going to review it, look at it both doctors, you run out to see how the player is, you have to bring him off. Well, you, you, you never got the doctor come out and he said, how are you? And you, and you say, 
Ooh, that was a little hairy. Yeah. <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> the Friday wrapper is for the Stack Team app, the ultimate in team management. So if there was a quintessential Port Adelaide piece of play, it's when the game is on the line and Willem Drew dives across the boot of Mark mm. and Spontempelli makes a smother. Mackenzie gets the ball to Butters, who does his thing. He breaks the tackle. He weaves inside. He gives it to Drew. Get, they go deep inside 50. Rioli, one-on-one ball comes to ground. And then Horn Francis, who's just all raw power another clean gather yeah. left them in his way he dropped three of them and, and then straightened up and kicked the he goal he burned three off and then yeah. uh, but getting the ball and then once he got the ball to straighten up on rails it was amazing yeah on it that's port adelaide but he, he didn't even straighten up onto the, the the preferred foot at that stage the left foot would have been not preferred foot the 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 likely foot to kick on goal he actually had time to straighten up and get onto his dominant foot the right foot against that angle has run. made a habit has made a habit of this two late in games the pick up, the finish, whether for himself or for others. He did it against the dogs. Yep. I think Back that shows in, his confidence. So his confidence to be able to... First of all, he started behind other players, other Bulldogs players, but then the confidence to pick up, realise that hey, well, no one's going to catch me. Well, I can take that extra little bit of time to compose myself and kick on, as you said to him, kick on his preferred foot. You sit back and go, that, that you're right, Jerry. that sums up their play. But then to have a bloke down there in his second year, he leads the club for clearances, but then to have him rest forward and be able to be as dominant as a forward. Like, mm. And as you said, I, I said this... The St Kilda game, you remind me of Dangerfield, how he can play that dominant, clean clearance burst player. But then when you go forward, you're that worried about him because he can take a big pack mark. He's got athleticism to jump, but then also when the ball hits a deck, he's hard to match up on. So, yeah, once a player can, with hang time, mark the ball above his head, you have to put a certain type of player on him. And those types of players don't grow on trees in back lines. That's your hybrid backman who, who's bordering on key position type player. That action which he ran that semicircle and the turning, the power through that circle of the run was awesome. You'll have knowledge on this. I watched it and went, uh, Taylor DeRay, Doc, I'm like, chase him, Doc. Is he slow off the mark? Or no, no. What, how could he not? He looked pedestrian. But then when you're playing against a bloke who's got that much like burst of speed. That was the difference. That, that was the difference. Late in the game, obviously, Horn Francis is probably 13 years younger than Taylor Jure at this stage. So. I think there were some petrol tickets yeah. expended oh, too I, by I that point. Caleb was, Daniel was he, gassed. Yeah, he looked like he was at yeah. 60% and, yeah. he was, and he was running on the E10 fuel. <laughs> He just looked awful. Are we sure Dude. Zach Butters weighs 77 kilos? <laughs> I'm not even sure he's that. But I'll tell you, the guy throws himself around like a pinball. Yes. His appetite for the physical has really struck me. And the verbal too last night. He was... Libba went to him, and it was game on. I could not take my eyes off that matchup all game. He did say after the game, he goes, Libba's pretty good on the lip, so he makes you lift your game in that area as well. Yeah. <laughs> he looked like he really enjoyed he it, did. though, Zach Butters, didn't but he? But one uh, thing you know about a Rosie and a Butters and a Horn Francis, as young as they are, they're not going to take a backward step. Like, if someone like a Libba who's – like, you look at Libba, he's got tats all over the place, he's angry, he has a fair crack at the football. If he comes at a young person, normally they'll take a backward step or – will just be a little bit hesitant. They've gone straight back at him. Yeah, that was a great match. They've had a great game too, but geez, Zach Butters, what a, what a performance. You mentioned Willem Drew smothering that ball. We have the notion, the old adage of, you know, when they've got the ball, how good are we as a team? Just to feed back into our call on, you know, the, the Butler tackle, when the opposition have the team, you have to be rabid to try and take it away from them. And the players who are rabid for the tackle, like Butler, 
they now have to temper themselves. If this goes the way we are thinking it's going to go, they are going to have to actually ease back a little bit on how rabid they are, even though they feel like they're playing inside the rules of the game. And that is a seismic shift, I believe, in what will be the mindset for the players in the teams that are very good when they don't have the football. All right. That's going to be our bigger conversation yeah. when we come to it at 12. Scott Lysett was such a big feature last night. As this looks, Port's biggest deficiency looked like the ruck in, in the midst of this streak. They were rucking with Tickle. Lysett was out of form. He sort of returned and you went, gosh, he's just a blunt instrument now. Mm. But set the challenge. So he's had very good weeks. And then set the challenge of the All-Australian Ruckman. He intimidated him. He manhandled him. And he beat him cold. This, I think that mindset started from last week when they uh, subbed Lysett off at, during the third quarter and they knew because he was coming up against English this week it was going to be a big contest and they needed him to run out the game. But it was an old school game of football. It was this Ruckman who isn't going to be able to run around with English. It was about being physical, being a brute and just using your size to your advantage. And you go through English who is touted to be the All-Australian. Lysett had 43 hitouts compared to English's 20. During the second quarter, even early into the third, English had two or three touches. Like he just had no impact in and around the ground. And Lysette was continued to battle. And as the game unfolded, English got a little bit more of the ball. But the damage had been done. Uh, and you, you sort of sit back. And for a bloke who got dropped seven, eight weeks ago, he, he's played a month of footy. He came back in against Melbourne where he had the two twin towers against Melbourne and then Nan Curves against Richmond. So he's built up for this game. And whenever there's a challenge set for him, it looks like he's responded from that dropping that, that Ken gave him. It's funny, when you look at the mountain, the ground, and, and yeah, we get to go out, we have had the opportunity in the past to go out and play against these types of blokes. Some days when they're playing well, they just look really big. For some reason, he just looked overpowering last night. He looked big. He looked physically big. And, he, and just when he's able to stand on the centre line, step over and engage English, so English loses that little run the ups and the and the reach, he just looked physically dominant against him. And that's playing to your strengths as well. So, yeah, very clever, clever start to the game, clever game. And we, we talk about coaches' votes, uh, and Butters has had coaches' votes nine the last nine games. He's definitely going to get some for tomorrow, but it'll be interesting to see where you had Lysett rated in that. Butters is obviously going to be one or two because Ken said that he's going to be in the top couple. But how much did he value Lysett's game? Because straight after, as soon as that siren went, first person he walked up to was Lysett, gave him a big cuddle. And, and his he... post-match press conference as well. I think if you're going to take anything from that is that he'll feature heavily in the coaches' votes. Yeah, he was enormous. He was Can enormous. I ask, does, does Jonas get back in? The captain because can't, yeah, the captain I reckon can't. Bergman, who's kind of playing that role, is very quick in recovery once the ball's spoiled and hits the deck, his recovery is really good. And they therefore he gives them a little bit of pace away from what would have been a mid-size to key position contest in the air. Ball hits the ground and he tends to be a little quicker than his opposition. Tommy Jonas is not going to give him that. He was a wonderful competitor and he'll do all and say all the right things and he's fantastic in that regard. But on a pure nuts and bolts, needs for basis I, I, I'm looking at the, the, the culprits who might make way for him it's probably Bergman in the back line and even then he might just end up on a wing 
Um, but he's a good-sized Bergman, and as I say, he's got really good recovery. I can't see him going out for Tom Jonas. Mm. About a charm run with injury, too, it must be said. But, gee, they were tall last night, too. So you think Scotty Lysa plays, but then Dixon, Marshall, Finlayson as well. And, but it worked. And then down back, Aaliyah. I mean, I'd, I'd be smiling all match, too, if I was playing like Aaliyah Aaliyah. What a star he is. And Mackenzie works. And if they do acquire someone like Ben Mackay in the off-season, which it sounds as though they will, the industry awash with that conversation at the moment, then that spells further trouble for, I suppose, Tom Jonas's spot in the side. You spoke about that, but Bergman's got that flexibility as well. He can squeeze up to a wing. They're, what they've got in this Port Adelaide team is they've got people who can play in three or four different positions, where Jonas, if he comes in, he's probably got that lockdown defender Behind role. The footy. Yeah. But then you look, go through the blokes... Houston, he's been so good with his drive off half back. You got Jones, who's a powerful he? beast he who can good. take that con- contested mark. But also last week, the speed he showed running off the half back line was was really good. So you sort of feel for the captain. But there's a number of blokes playing good football. Burton didn't play last night, so he's still in the mix for that similar role to, to Jonas. So Port. Ten in a row, equal top at the moment with Collingwood, pending what happens on Monday. You've sat on boards, Dermot. Is Port Adelaide started with their conversation for August to nullify all the, the <laughs> weekly questions? Excellent strategy. Doesn't always work. Good strategy. Um, because they wanted to give Ken the room to coach to see if the team could actually be what it was going to be or whether he would fail the exam and it would just answer itself as time went on. They, they have their answer now because this is a team not only for the now but for the next few years and they are Kenny's boys you couldn't make the you couldn't make the case that Ken's ever coached better than this so you can go 11 years is a long time or you can go actually he's just reaching the peak of his powers now do you revisit it at the bye you're probably obligated to given that that was your statement earlier and boards are weird Weird places, and I, I must say, Hodge's <laughs> laughing. I must say, when I've been on boards and people say, "Oh, we need to renegotiate," I used to say, "Why? Who's grabbing them? <laughs> There's only 17 other suitors, and 15 of them are locked up, and the other two want somebody else. Why do we have to be forced by the media to make this call now? But if they've made that call, they probably will visit it." Break it down. If you look at a coach's box and the roles within that little society, you sort of think of of the senior coach, if he sits up in the box, viewing the ground, he's master of strategy, put the player on the phone when they come off, so there's not eye-to-eye contact, there's still verbal contact, but he is the master of the strategy and then he will control the breaks half-time, three-quarter time, and post-game. When a coach goes to the bench, it cedes that master of strategy position to others in the coaching box. And he then is the player responsible for... I want another word than welfare, but the the player mindset, the player... Um, if a player comes off and he's done something, culpability. He is the pl- the person who looks after that, but he's actually ceded that strategy position elsewhere. So you you do look at it differently then, in in terms of is this the absolute complete and absolute coach? Because what you've got is a really good person who's emotional with the group. So that does change your mindset a little. Doesn't mean you go in a totally different direction. You might just keep 
what appears to be, yes, the same course, but it does change the way you balance the situation. Do you think Ken's the coach of Port Adelaide next year? Yes. Do you think Ken's the coach of Port Adelaide next year? Yep. Do you think Port think Ken's the coach of Port Adelaide next year? I don't know how you can say no to either of those questions. They've won 10 in a row. Well, I think that's – you're spot on what you said at the start is they gave – they said August because it gives him time to coach and there's no pressure. Now that they've won 10 in a row, it's clear. And they're not just going to get to August and say, do we start negotiating? They're talking now. I've got no doubt. They're talking now, getting things organised. Years, money. So then when it might get late July, they said, well, no, we've we've been talking about it for a month. Here's the contract. Here's what we're doing. What if Richmond will reach out? No. If you're if you're Ken no, Hinkley, does that force Port Adelaide to then surely? It, it would. I reckon if you're Port Adelaide, you're sitting there going, he's not going anywhere. This is a bloke who has gone through eleven years as a coach. You've got this team to be as entertaining, energetic, play for you for this whole time, and he's had a lot of pressure on him. Why would you pack up and go to another club who's rebuilding after because, putting eleven years? Because the margin for error will be greater at a club like Richmond than it will be at Port Adelaide. He, Coaches coach to win premierships. He's got this team in a situation sitting equal first right now until Collingwood plays, playing as good a football as any other club in the competition. There's no way he's going to pack up. Unless Port mm. say you don't have a contract, Ken will be there next year. He's not going to pack up and give up 11 years of trying to win a premiership with that football club Agreed. to go to another one. But can I, can, that, can I chip in there? And it's not to take it in another it's a pre, uh, preliminary question. Do you think Richmond are rebuilding? I think with a new coach, yes. Okay. Because I would have thought that if you're looking for a new coach of Richmond, if they don't go with what they've got, I don't think you recruit, recruit, purchase a new coach and bring him in to sit on your bench if you you are still in the window of success, if you believe maybe a couple of top-ups or... So that's why I was asking about the rebuild. I don't think if you are a team which is poised, ready to strike you recruit or you go out and purchase a coach who sits on the bench. You want a master of strategy in that when, when you're in that phase. Are you going to be devil's advocate? Well, I was in the sense that if if devil's advocate <laughs> layer over this, and it is a doomsday scenario, but if, if things don't work out and we nosedive at Port Adelaide in the next year or two, there's a very big difference in Ken's prospects there as opposed to regardless of where he finishes at Richmond. So if you're interested, I know, but if you're interested in being a career coach and you're getting potentially a five-year deal at a club like Richmond as opposed to a, a two- or three-year extension with a potentially a trapdoor at Port Adelaide, oh. would you be – you've got to think like this. No, this you don't. No, as, if, you're, if you're in a position of leadership, you don't think about a glass-half-empty situation. You think about, hey, what happens if we win the next two flags? I signed for another five years. You don't sit there – about to renegotiate, thinking, what if we go bad? I We're mean, sitting here. I equal the 10 in a row does make it difficult to accept that argument. <laughs> <laughs> you're selling club loyalty and you're selling oh, commitment damn. to you your know, players and the you likes. Know. You Please. can't up and go you to another tell team. Me. Hey, well, Chris Scott was thinking that before they won the premiership and he put it on the record. So <laughs> they think about it. Don't worry. Yeah, but Chris Scott had already won a premiership. Ken has given 11 years to this football club for no premierships. And he's sitting here right now going, I've got this young crop. And it's not a crop that maybe finish in two or three years. The, the blokes that we've spoken about consistently to get him that is 
19 years of age and a couple of 23-year-olds who are going to lead this football club. Don't look at me like that. You scare, <laughs> you scare me when you look at me like and that. And this is the point. is This is not the end of a phase. This is the beginning yeah. yes. of a phase for Port Adelaide. And that's why I think the scenario is totally different for the club than what they feared it might have been at the start of the year, yeah. where it was coming to an end. Is This is the bright new beginning. Is Their, their next three years, well, you can map those out now and go, this, I just think... You sign Ken for three years at the bye, and you go, hey, you passed the exam. We're away here. Let's become the full, powerful force that we think we are. Well, we let's, said let's after the round four when we were in Adelaide, and we, we actually spoke about it. We said, this is now Rosie Butters yeah. and Horn Francis. It's not Dixon and Boken Wines anymore, is it? Correct. And let, let's be honest, they're talking behind the scenes. Do. There's no doubt. They're, they are talking behind the scenes. His management. Sure I don't think they are. Reckon. No. That's all. I think the nothing. buy is important. Hodgie, nothing has happened. <laughs> okay, they beat you along next week. They're talking over the buy and they <laughs> make a decision very quickly. I think they're talking over the buy. <laughs> the Friday night wrap for the Stack Team app. Stay ahead of the game with your own team management app. Download Stack Team app now. We're going to talk the heel, just dig deep into the Bulldogs with Dermot Burton, or could we be in better hands? And Luke Hodge can chime in there as well. But as we head to the break for Lux's greats, the leaders in customizable aluminium drainage, the highlight of last night. A great play from Friday Night Footy. For Lux's greats, the leaders in aluminium drainage, UV stable, rust proof and customizable on site. Lux's greats, distributed Australia wide. Kicks for Rioli, one on one deep, tumbles to the ground with his opponent Duray. Ball loose underneath, Liam Jones slapped it away. Horn Francis onto oh. it, busted away, steady, straighten and goal! What a touch of class from Jason Horn Francis. Zach Butters daring, thrilling footy. Willem Drew assisted him every step of the way. The steadier for Ports. 